In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Guy, if you are in a marriage that's bad right now, if you're struggling in your marriage, there is hope, but that hope rests on your shoulders. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is for you to become your best by calling you in to the arena of manhood, calling you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and calling you up to your absolute best version of you. Because when you get it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we, we salute, salute you. you. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, and you probably didn't know it because we synced up so well on that intro, but I am with my co-host, good friend, Dale, the man, Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's good to be a man. It's good to be, it is always good to be a man. It mm -hmm. sucks to be a male. It sucks for everybody around you yep. to be a male, but it is good to be a man. You know, yes. I got up this morning, I went to the bathroom, I looked down, I went, wow, I'm a male. Wow. But I'm not a man. I have to choose to be a man, mm -hmm. even though I woke up a male. So, um, but I, I think I'm doing pretty good and being a man today. Yes, you are. And uh, give me, well, thank you for sharing that. So, yes. uh, you got a man law for me? I do. Uh, so, if you do not have a job, get one. Get one. Thank you very much. And if you're in between jobs, do something productive. Get out of bed. Do something productive. I got a friend of mine here in the studio that is in between, and he is being productive. He's helping out. And you know what? I've seen so many guys when they're in between jobs where they start helping people with stuff while they're waiting yeah. for that to come up, and they've been hooked up, blessed with some uh, greatness. So don't sit on your butt. And don't sleep all day. Get up and do something. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, life happens, and life does come at you hard and fast, and sometimes it can knock you down. And a lot of times when there is a transition in your life with your career, uh, that is a, a moment where you get knocked down. But you know what? It's okay. Get up. You're in transition. Uh, this will pass. Yeah. And uh, what you do right now is what defines you as a man. Right. Are you going to be a victim or are you going to get out there? And, you know, I've got one of my sons. Is He's, uh, he's getting closer to marriage here. He's It's getting close. And... Um, He's got a great job for an insurance company, but he's like, you know what, Dad? I need to start saving up for some stuff. Some stuff. So he got a second job working at a local fitness center here in town at nights. So he has three days a week. He goes from 8 in the morning. He comes home at 11. 
and he's just doing it to, to because he realizes he needs to get that extra boost to get into that marriage financially secure. And so, um, you know, that's really important for us as men to to when life knocks us down to realize it's just a transition. Don't lay around, but be active, serve, sacrifice, and and continue as your best version of you because your work does not define you. Right. But what you do with that does. So, mm-hmm. hey, I want to get into our, the meat of our podcast. You know, I've I've been processing. Uh, Jason uh, Karampatsos' book, The Elephant in the Marriage. You guys might remember we had Jason on the podcast. He had some monumental research on marriage and how perception uh, is even greater than reality. And if you remember, he also talked about couples who see themselves as similar have better marriages. So if you are similar to your spouse, those are great marriages. But the perception that you and your spouse are similar is even four times greater. So if you just perceive that you're similar to your spouse, you can have a four times greater marriage than you would have otherwise. So I thought that was monumental work, but I'm still processing uh, his podcast and, and some of the things in his book. And one of those things is chapter 16. It's profoundly titled, It May Take Two to Tango, but it only takes one to change a marriage. And this is really interesting because it does take two to tango, what I've found out in my informal years of ministry, formal years of ministry and informal counseling is that usually there is one spouse who's kind of bears more of the, the brunt of the bad marriage. It seems that way. I know it takes two to tango, but it usually one really screws things up. And I've realized also that it only does take one to change a marriage. And we believe with all our heart that when a man gets it, Everyone Everyone wins. wins. And so we believe that if you, Guy, if you are in a marriage that's bad right now, if you're struggling in your marriage, there is hope, but that hope rests on your shoulders. We're not blaming you, but we're saying you are the solution to this problem. So it does take two to tango, but man, one guy, you, can change your marriage. So in Jason's Jason's book, he lists uh, five things that you can do or you need to know about changing your marriage, and 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 I didn't agree with the ordering of it. I I don't know how he ordered the book, but I put it in an order that I really resonated with. And then there was one point I didn't necessarily agree with, so I'm going to unpack that for you. And that's what I do. That's what we do in books, right? We read. We don't read books that we agree with everything. We read books and we learn and we challenge ourselves. And so uh, I agree with about 99.9% of Jason's book. There's one point I disagree with him, but just a minor disagreement. And so still a great book, guys. You got to go pick up the elephant in the marriage. But the first point he says in in fighting for your marriage. That's what we're talking about today, guys. Fighting for your marriage. First one is this. Be the change that you want to see in your marriage. Stop framing your wife as Hitler. Stop framing her as a nag. Stop framing her as something that she may or may not be. If you want to change your marriage, look in the mirror. It's really easy to look out the frame, but it's really tough to look in the mirror. So look in the mirror and look at your life. Where do you need to change? Change you, and you'll see your marriage start to change. So second thing Jason says is this. Do not anticipate or expect positive feedback for your efforts. So, hey, it's awesome that you're changing, you're growing, but realize, guys, you you may have 15, 20 years of toxic toxicity built into your marriage. You may have you may have some issues that are really deep and that that transcend years and years. So don't think that you're going to fix them overnight. You're playing long ball here. 
So you think long ball. A lot of times guys will uh, make this change, but they make this change for the sake of change. Honey, have you seen my change? That's not what she's looking at. She's wanting to see, is this guy really growing and changing, or is his sole motivation to change me and change the marriage? Don't make that your motivation. You change for you. Change for you to become your best version. And when you are when you begin to change over time, she will come around. But do not expect instant, immediate, positive feedback from her. In fact, usually the opposite happens. Why are you why are you doing this for me now? Why are you, you know there's a question of your motives. So a lot of and a lot of times when men step up and lead and 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 say I'm going to get in here and out love and out serve my wife, a lot of times there's pushback because that's not the norm and a wife will push back on the norm even if the norm is unhealthy because the norm is comfortable and secure even though it's unhealthy. And I know that sounds toxic, it is and it is what it is. So number 3 and this one I had to really think about because this was deep for me and I really appreciate Jason here. He said lead with your heart. Don't be led by your heart. And what I what I took from this, Dale, is lead with your head and not your feelings. Lead with what you know to be true, but not what you're feeling or your mood in the moment. In other words, don't follow your heart unless you are leading your heart right with correct biblical choices. You know, the Bible is our source that we go to to find out what is right and wrong and to find out how to love and to lead. So we need to go to the Bible. What does the Bible say about loving your wife? What does the Bible say about divorce? What does the Bible say about serving other people? We use the facts and the truths we find in the Bible to to plant them into our heart so that we can lead our heart down the right path. A lot of t- I had a guy come to me one time and said, God is telling me to divorce my wife. I said, no, he's not. Well, I feel that in my heart. Well, your heart is wrong because the Bible says God hates divorce and God will never go against his word. So I'm telling you, you've deceived your heart. You're being led by your heart and not leading your heart. And so many I, young people always say to me, I don't feel God. Who cares if you don't feel God? He's not some desperate guy who has to have you in his life. He's the king of the universe. He's on the throne. He's given you his Bible. And so seek him, worship him, and he will let you find. he will let you find him. But Don't be whiny and complaining just because you don't feel him in this moment or haven't felt him for a season. Lead with your heart. Do not be led by your heart. So number four in how to fight for your marriage is this. Focus proactively on your circle of influence rather than reactively on your circle of concern. Now, I had to really think this one through, and here's what I came up with. Be the tip of the spear. (laughs) Get out in front and lead. You, our role as men is to to see the big picture, not be blinded by the weeds and the and, you know we want to be able to, you know, a lot of times we can't see the forest for the trees and what we're saying here guys is this get out in front of your marriage get out in front of your wife if you continue down this path of doing things separate all the time where is that going to lead you in twenty five years and the kids are out of the house be the tip of the spear don't react to the reactions of others. I had a situation, Dale, that got really toxic recently. A lot of, lot of upset people who are reacting and doing heinous and saying heinous things. And I uh, stepped back and said, we will not respond to this because we will not react to their reactions. And I think as a leader of a household, our role as a man, as we're trying to fight for our marriage, is not reacting to the reactions of our spouse, but being proactive to be an implement and an instrument of change. And the last thing, and this is the one I disagree with Jason on, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm going to tell you why, is this. Any victories will come from God and not from you. Now, you would think I would agree with that statement, 
But here's the problem. The reality says 64% of marriages in Christian marriages get divorced. It's basically the same as non-Christian marriages. So my, my question here is I know a lot of non-Christians who have great marriages. So we can't blame God for the state of marriage is what I'm saying. So a marriage can change without God in it. I know that sounds sacrilegious, but that's the hard truth because we see it all the time. However, when God is the central figure in that marriage, not only with both parties, but both parties coming together, and this is what Jason said in his book, as both parties come together and move up that equilateral triangle, as she's seeking God, who's at the tip of the equilateral triangle, he's seeking God, they get closer to God, they get closer together, and that is what he is saying here. And so on that point, I agree. But I would not say that any victories come from God. Sometimes they come from us just making a choice to be a man and not be a male. And so that is what I'm saying there, guys. And so, guys, man, if you're in a place right now where your marriage is healthy, keep fighting. If you're in a place right now where your marriage is, is a disaster, man, it's time to fight. So, guys, man, head on over to our website. You've been listening to the Equipping Men in 10 podcast with Men in the Arena. Uh, go to menarena.org, grab our free PDF copy of the 365-day bathroom book for men. When you do, we'll add you to our weekly equipping blast just for guys designed to help you become your best version. Then head on over to our Facebook group and join the Men in the Arena closed Facebook forum for men. Hey guys, did you know that the Men in the Arena is a nonprofit, crowdfunded organization that exists to inspire men to become their best version? We are basically paid from our uh, very generous group of donors like you that come to us and support this ministry. The, the, their support, your support, allows us to freely offer this podcast our weekly equipping blast, our discussion forums, plus our small group resources for missionaries and men in underdeveloped nations, as well as our free PDF version of our field guide for men. That's all because of generous donors such as yourself. You can find out more about how to support Men in the Arena at meninarena.org. Until next time, feel the wet stand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of the, ba- of the battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Fight for your marriage. Grind it out. Yeah. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world on our closed Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. In our passion to help all arena men, we're offering an excellent free resource when you visit our homepage at meninarena.org. Simply give us your email, and we'll send you a free PDF version of Jim's book for men called a field guide, a bathroom book for men. It's a daily study of manly words in the Bible explained with great stories. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Marina podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, thank you for joining men in the arena from around the world who are becoming their best version. And remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.